Welcome to Real Talk with RJ and Matt. Join us each week as we break down merch by Amazon and print on demand with some of the top sellers on the platform. Learn from some of the best as we test theories and examine strategies to give you the tools and knowledge to find success in this industry. This podcast is sponsored by Merch Informer. Take your merch game to the next level by finding untapped niches and high sales volume keywords. Save hundreds of research hours by heading over to MerchInformer.com and grab a free three-day trial today. Links in the description below. Go ahead and uh, get into this. Uh, we start with our our last seven days. You don't have to say yours if you don't want to. So uh, last seven days, uh, 382 shirts sold at $952 in royalties. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, last seven days for me, I don't have it open, but I think it's like 189 for like 550 or something, somewhere in that range. So I'm not as baller as you guys, but uh, 93 products sold, uh, 347.80. Cool. All right. Um, so we have BJ DeLong with us on the show tonight, guys. Um, for those of you that don't know BJ, uh, he is a pretty talented artist. Um, he makes some really, really cool stuff. And this is something that always excites me because we talk to a lot of people that outsource things and that you know don't necessarily do the designing themselves. So it's always nice to have a professional designer uh, or illustrator come on and talk about like what he sees in terms of design and, and what he's looking for when he makes things. Um, because I think it really opens up people's eyes to the fact that like there is a process, there's a science, more of a science along with the art when it comes to creating these things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So why don't you uh, get into your background a little bit, BJ? How did you uh, get started with all this? So, uh, I've been doing full-time freelance for about the last two years now, professionally. Um, Went to school for graphic design and kind of got lured away by the uh, sweet siren song of retail management. Mm -hmm. So I did retail management for like 20 years. And uh, this is something I've always done on the side and something I always wanted to do professionally full-time. Uh, and then kind of hit that stage where it's like, all right, I got to get something going on this. Uh, so started going on it hard, uh, you know, and waited till I got to the point to where I could do it and get enough clients built up to where I was making what I was making at my full-time job on the side. And then once I was able to do that, then I jumped in full-time. So yeah, about, about two years now, uh, been in merch since January of this year. Okay. So doing it for, you know, about 11 months now. Right. Cool. Um, so when it comes to freelance, like, uh, where you, or is there like a certain platform that you're on, or are you just like self promoting yourself, or how are you doing that? Yeah, freelance honestly is just self promoting, uh, using every option available. So all social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, everything else. I've uh, been really big into doing card games, so using Board Game Geek uh, to kind of pimp my services out and stuff like that. Uh, just every opportunity available, man. Like I know you guys hustle and stuff like that, but when it's when it's like freelance and and you got to depend on self promotion, it's it's constant. That's all you do is mm-hmm. is just get out there and hustle and put your name out. So I got you. Um, so let's get into the the board game thing, just because I feel like it's a, an interesting segue into merch, right? Like, so if you're if you're doing stuff with card games and board game stuff, like what are you typically doing? Is there a particular niche that you're getting hit, or are you doing all kinds of stuff? Uh, honestly, doing all kinds of stuff. It's mostly. Uh, I work in a few different types of styles, so it's mostly in like the cartoon style yeah. that I do. Uh, so kind of make a name for yourself on a certain style, and then people see that and start hitting you up and you know wanting stuff based on that style. So uh, it's it's been pretty awesome. Past you know couple of years, I've I think I'm on like my sixth or seventh game right now. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been been pretty busy, pretty lucrative. So uh, it's fun too because I mean you're doing absolutely everything uh you know most most people will have like an idea for a game but then you're doing like the character design you're doing everything behind the game they've got the like the rules and the play and everything like that and they've got you know a base idea that they want yeah. uh but you're going you know from start to finish on character design how these characters look how they interact with each other the whole feel the look of everything so it's pretty awesome okay and then what are you using to like do your design work as an illustrator uh no actually i use illustrator um i mostly use illustrator for text though mm-hmm. uh i 
don't like Illustrator for drawing just because it's so mechanical. Mm -hmm. uh, my stuff is really I like I like a nice flow to the lines and just the the work with your hand and and with Illustrator you got to use the anchor points and and maneuver stuff. So I do almost all my work now on the iPad, okay. uh, the iPad Pro, and then you can't do everything on the iPad. Uh, despite what Apple wants you to think that it's like a laptop replacement. So uh, I do everything on the iPad and then I'll transfer it into Photoshop or Illustrator to, okay. to fine tune the stuff that I can't do. So right. uh, I use Procreate on the iPad, which is a phenomenal app. It is so good. Uh, it's really streamlined and just it, the workflow and everything is, is so built just for the iPad that it goes so smooth and it's, it's just fantastic. I love it so much. Right. Do you like that pencil? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been good. to play with it. Yeah, my buddy wow. keeps trying to tell me I need to buy a Surface too. I had a Surface. Uh, I started out on the Surface actually for like a tablet. I had Wacom tablets before, mm -hmm. uh, and then got the Surface initially. But uh, number one, it ran super hot. You could do everything on it. Don't get me wrong, Surface is awesome for that. You know, you can install all desktop apps. I mean, it's yeah. a computer, but it ran super hot. Battery life was crap. So uh, the iPad came out. I tried that and. The, yeah, the pencil's awesome. The The pressure sensitivity is on point. It's it's so good. So I've switched completely over to that. Did not upgrade, though. That's one of the, mm -hmm. the things in my newest uh, YouTube video I talked about because Apple pissed me off about that. They had the new iPads come out. I was ready to drop, you know, $1,300 on a new iPad. And then uh, it came out and they didn't say anything about it. But then reviewers started talking about it and the... Uh, the one terabyte version is the only version that has six gigs of RAM. RAM. Everything else has the four gigs, which I've got the first gen iPad Pro and it had four gigs. So like three years later, something should change, you know, and I didn't want to pay the $18, $1,900 for the one terabyte version. So I don't know. I'll see if prices come down or, you know, how stuff works out. But I love my first right. gen one. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Right. Now, do you find you're taking some of the, the concepts and the ideas that you have with these games, these card games? Are you bringing those into merch in terms of like the niches that you're going after? Um, I mean, a little bit, not too much. Uh, I don't like to mix things too much just because I like to keep things separate, you know, and, and obviously uh, I do some freelance stuff for merch people as well. And you know, if they give me an idea and stuff, I'm not going to steal right. ideas and stuff like that. So I kind of keep it separate. Uh, you know, some of the stuff like the the one I've been working on right now, the unicorns versus zombies. Mm -hmm. Obviously, unicorns and zombies are big. I'm going to use both of those because, mm -hmm. I mean, they're just kind of ubiquitous with like cool pop culture stuff. Right. So but other than that, yeah, I, I really kind of keep them separate. So nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kim in, in the chat was uh, saying that you have a, a nice collection in the background. Uh, I I don't even know. This is the first time I've been on this live. Like, how do I pull up the chat? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Uh, let me. I can send it. So do I pull up two separate windows? Yeah. So we open it up on on. I have one window open with YouTube, and the other one has the the actual Hangout on. Um, I can drop it. There's a chat here in uh, in Hangouts. Let me drop it in here for you. Yeah. Uh, they're sending the Bengal technology. I swear to God. So is that, everything's good. Every uh, Jack Browning said that the sounds off. Um, Fernando says it sounds good. Um, if you guys are just jumping on, um, if you guys can go ahead and get this video a thumbs up, we'll actually have BJ's uh, YouTube and Instagram down below after the show. If you so, if you guys are catching the replay, it'll be down below in the description. Got some uh, very creative stuff uh, on his Instagram and just on YouTube for the looks of it. I haven't really checked it. Check out his YouTube. I'll check this. Out, check that out later on. But like. A lot of creative stuff you can do guys and just check it out. Like his illustration work is seems pretty amazing. I um I actually put some of your stuff in my stories on Instagram, uh BJ earlier, and uh, I got a lot of comments on it. They're like, "Wow, this guy's dope as fuck." Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, that's pretty cool, man. Just to get people getting people to stop on my Instagram because they want to check out your work. So there's probably some people here watching from Instagram just to you know sure. see what type of person you are or something like that. So so how did you how did you hear about merch? Uh, merch initially I had posted, um, I'm huge into podcasts. Uh, so like I'll sit at my desk, I'll do my freelance work and just basically listen to podcasts. So, um, I had done like a, a fan art piece for a podcast uh -huh. and they had posted on their official page. Of course they've got, you know, how many 
thousands upon thousands of subscribers or followers. So that went viral. And then I had somebody from T public, uh, somebody in their like community management page, reach out to me and say, Hey, this is awesome. Have you ever thought about putting your designs on T public, which I hadn't at the time. Uh, so I looked in T public and saw like royalty rates were kind of trash and was like, Oh, well, this sounds cool, but like royalty's right. kind of bad. So I started looking into other stuff and, found merch uh and went ahead and applied back in i think it was october or november of last year mm -hmm. and then got a, got approved in january just because you know reading stuff and, and seeing videos and and whatnot like the royalty rates were so much better and you know with t public people are complaining that there's constant sales going on so then your royalties drop and and stuff like right. that so i just want to ahead and kind of went all in with merch i'm still on t public and do stuff on redbubble but honestly mm -hmm. like i just focus on merch more than anything else i need to put everything else on those sites but just time constraints i haven't done everything yet so everything i you know yeah. first and foremost goes to merch so i mean merch is going to give you the most traffic for sure um, right and redbubble's a bitch to upload to <laughs> uh, uh, so what type of podcast do you listen to if you don't mind me that's good everything honestly uh big into uh all of the kevin smith podcasts so the my most favorite main one is tell him steve dave uh and then listen to all of kevin's podcasts the the one that i did the the fan art for the one viral was my favorite murder uh which two chicks that basically just talk about murders true crime stuff which is cool because i've always sat and listened to these podcasts and my wife always rolls her eyes like no oh, you listen to another podcast and she's into true crime so when i played her that one now that's all we listen to together so if we're like rolling to the grocery store or hanging out in the kitchen cooking food she's like turn on the podcast so you know we turn on that so it's kind of cool uh so those and listen to rogan and uh yeah. there's a bunch of different like art podcasts that are pretty cool that i listen to too so okay i'm gonna say that type of stuff too like uh documentaries or anything like uh crime related stuff that's a that's a big thing of mine too yeah right on so when you're let's let's bring this back to merch for a second um when you're designing for merch um what is giving you the ideas in terms of what you want to do like what kind of research are you doing are you just making cool shit are you actually going out there and trying to figure out like niches that are selling a uh, combination of everything honestly uh, subscribe to merch informer so use that uh you know been listening, like I said, podcast. First people I found uh, was on the merch thing were uh, Glenn and Young, mm -hmm. and then found you guys, you know, afterwards and stuff like that. So, you know, watching your videos and learning stuff from that. And then also, like I said, just making cool shit, just figuring out stuff and and learning as I go along. Uh, it's definitely a learning process. The, the merch thing for illustrators, from what I found when they first get in, illustrators have like a certain mindset and merch is something totally different mm -hmm. so you've got to kind of adjust where you're at and and what you would usually do it's it's definitely a different game for illustrators uh because the the same shit that you're used to doing isn't necessarily going to sell yep uh so that's been an adjustment period that you know i've had to to make over the the past year and i think i'm getting better at and kind of learning more what the the customer wants the community wants and stuff like that as far as the shoppers so right yeah it's definitely you know, it's something that we talked about with Jose Fernandez, and I think he does a good job of explaining it. Like the the different sites have kind of a different, um, you know, aspect that they're looking for, like a different vibe. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain buyer that's buying on Amazon versus a buyer that's buying on Rebel versus a buyer that's buying on some of these other sites. Um, okay, so because like, well, because you're an illustrator, so now like your creativity is like on a whole different level. So like, like your mindset, like with your research part of it, you just use Merch Informer, that's it? You don't use any other type of websites or anything, anything like that for inspiration? Well, yeah, I mean, I use Merch Informer, but then also just uh, like uh, just seeing what's popular in pop culture, seeing where, where stuff's going, seeing like using Reddit, seeing, you know, what's trending on Reddit and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, trending designs are, are awesome. If you can jump on something right away, right. you're going to be you know, pretty awesome. Uh, sales wise, like I caught one trend, like right the day it was happening and it, it caught on and it's been one of my top sellers for the past like month and a half, two months. And there's, you know, when I first loaded it, there was no other designs based around it. Cause I hit it the first day and now there's like close to three, four 500. Mm -hmm. And of course my one's the top one with all the reviews. And I've had to put like 30 different infringements takedowns for pixel for pixels and all that stuff so 
Like I talked to Young about that. I was just like, man, these people like they're ballsy. Like, yeah, just not even caring. And, and some people like they don't even realize like people talk about pixel for pixel, and then they go in and they like change one color. And it's like, no, it's still my design, dude. You can't do that. So, right, uh, something you created. Yeah, but you know stuff like that. Just you know finding that that hot thing before it gets hot. Uh, Facebook's good for that. Um, I think I'm kind of lucky because even though I skew older, like I've got a lot of like my kids' friends that are on my Facebook that I see stuff that they post. And so I'm kind of hip to the the cool stuff before it's <laughs> like mainstream, which is kind of awesome. So uh yeah, just using that stuff and then like I said, merchant former too. So right. Here's a question. Uh, so do you like uh dabbing designs? Do you have any <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, I've got dabbing designs up because they sell, and if I can do them better than the stuff's up, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll do them and throw some AMS ads and yeah, I, you know, I don't care. I'll do dabbing. Okay. Uh, what do you have? Like, so as far as like, uh, do you have more text-based designs or what do you, what do you have a mix of like a 50, 50? I've got, yeah, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, honestly, it's probably like a, a, a 60, 40, 70, 30 of like graphic illustration based versus text-based. Um, of course, when I first started out, it was all like, Oh, I'm going to do like all these awesome designs. And, uh, then once I started doing text-based ones and then they started selling, I was like, okay, well, if I can do a design and a text-based design in like 10, 15 minutes to make something awesome versus, you know, a few hours for, you know, a, an illustration design, obviously I, I need to focus on, on both and, and do the, the text-based. So uh, it's definitely been kind of like a, a juggling situation between the two. So, uh, but yeah, it's about like 60, 40, 70, 30. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think there's definitely a balance there. You're doing the text-based and illustrator then you're not doing it like hand lettering or stuff on the iPad. Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah, depending on what the design and what it calls for. Um, if it's something that I can do like hand lettering for and it's going to look awesome and it's going to like play to the design, I will. But obviously hand lettering takes time. So if there's yeah. not that return on investment of time, like I might as well just, you know, do an illustrator. So for sure, for sure. Um, if somebody wanted to like get started and do some of their own work um, in terms of like illustration or start learning about it. Like what, where would you start? Like what would be a YouTube channel, a resource, um, something to kind of pick up on? Oh my God. There's honestly so many on YouTube. Um, and it really depends on the style of illustration you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, just because I, there's, there's so many good avenues out there to, to go into on YouTube. I mean, all these free things. I see a lot of people like, you know, posting Udemy courses on illustration and mm -hmm. stuff like that, that they're, you know, taking, which is cool. I mean, that, that's not a problem, but man, you can get so much stuff for free on YouTube. It's just absolutely crazy. So honestly, finding uh, a YouTube channel, just go through, watch some videos, see what style like kind of gels with you and what you want to do. Um, and, and kind of going from there. Uh, that's one of the, the things, uh, I, there are some good courses out there. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong, but uh, definitely research them before you, you have to pay for them and, and know what you're getting into. So, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty interesting. If you guys have any questions, um, go ahead and get the questions ready for uh, BJ because like, honestly, like to scale your business to a ne the next level, this is what I talked about at, uh, the merge conference that I went to and I was speaking on stage. Um, illustration was a big part of what I was speaking about up there. And I actually had a few people that were actually like, like making designs when I was on stage because of like the, like the information I was given out. So um, this right here, like having him on the show is very big because you can learn so much just from him. Um, I'm pretty sure he knows a lot. Uh, he does have a YouTube channel too below. I mean, he does have a YouTube channel. I'll put that down below a little bit later on. So, yeah. So what are like what are your goals? I mean, obviously you're freelancing right now, right? So what are your goals on merch? Like, is this something that's going to be a, a side hustle for you, along with your freelance stuff? Do you see it being something? Hopefully, eventually it's going to you know surpass the freelance stuff. Um, honestly, I want to kind of keep them split. Mm -hmm. uh, I still like doing the freelance stuff just because I like that customer interaction. Okay. So when I've got clients and you know the back and forth, and uh, you know I like bouncing ideas off of people and, and stuff like that uh that kind of comes from you know the the two decades that i spent in retail just having that interaction mm -hmm. uh, so i still want to do that obviously keep growing it um 
on tier 2000 right now. So, you know, just keep bouncing up the tiers and, and going from there is pretty much the main goal. Uh, I don't see myself only doing merch. I, I see myself, you know, always doing separate things. So um, in addition to that, I also do uh, a part-time teaching gig, uh, working at a nonprofit here in town, teaching graphic design. So that's kind of rewarding because you get to go in three days a week and kind of give back to the community and stuff like that. So that's still cool. want to do that. And yeah, uh, kind of just, see me having like my hands and like absolutely everything that I can. It's, it's fun. Okay. You don't get bored that way too. So yeah. Are you somebody that like you get bored easily? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Kind of so I've got to like, constantly a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like with art, uh, it's, I, I mean, do the, the digital stuff, but I still do like watercolor and painting and sculpting and everything else. So it's, I've got to do absolutely everything or else. Yeah. I'll just go mad and, <laughs> gotta always have something new so right now when you're uh, when you're designing are you are you uploading to just shirts are you uploading to everything a little bit a little bit of both uh usually i just start out with shirts mm -hmm. um from there i'll wait and see how sales go and then if something takes off makes a few sales then i'll usually upload across to the rest but i don't usually start out mm -hmm. with the uh with everything um i'll just start out with the shirts and, and see where it goes so uh i'm lucky with that I, i'm kind of picky about the stuff that i put up so i don't have a lot of stuff falling off i usually have at least you know a sale or a couple sales off of everything right. that i've got up so like i said I just teared up 2000 i'm at i've got like about a thousand fifty or something like that live right now uh so not seeing like a ton of stuff fall off is is kind of nice knowing that i'm not gonna have to go back in and and re-upload and Right. On, so. It's interesting. All of the the artists that I talk to, people that you know are, are genuine artists that do a lot of their own creation, um, they typically have low numbers up on merch in terms of like their total numbers uploaded. But it's the same situation. Like they're generally quality. Their stuff that's not falling off. Um, and I, I really think it's something people should pay attention to. I think way too often people get attached to like I'm tier eight thousand or I'm tier ten thousand or whatever, right? But then you've got you know. 2000 shirts falling off in a month. It's just a fucking, it's like you're a hamster on the wheel. You're just chasing yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Um, quality trumps quantity all the time. Now, uh, quick question. So like, so if you, I'm thinking so, like when you're, when you do like a, when you get finished with the design, um, when you upload and stuff, do you purchase it yourself? A lot of the times you find yourself purchasing a lot of your shirts. A lot of the times I do. Um, if it's something uh, that I like, uh, and that's one thing I was going to bring up that I know some people have talked about it before, but a lot of people like I've heard, like, oh, I don't know how the quality is. I've never purchased my shirt. Like, why? Mm -hmm. uh, I understand if you're going into a niche that you have no interest of, but seriously, like, I'll buy my shirts and wear them to the goddamn grocery store. Why? Because every single time, like, somebody stops and says something about the shirt. Uh, and that's one of the best pieces of advice I can give too. like, if you're doing like some baller to designs and you've got good art and people are going to stop you, what I do, I got business cards printed up and I will hand them out. Like I'll sit there, talk about the shirt, like, Oh, thanks, man. It's one of mine. And da, da, da. explain merch, explain what I'm doing. And then hand them a card that's got my contact information on it, but it's also got my merch stuff on there. And then you might make some sales off of shirts like that, but then also too, I've, I've done it and I've gotten, you know, clients off of it to where like, right. Oh, so you make sure like I've got this reunion coming up and we're looking like, can you design like a, a logo or an image for that? And then we're going to buy like 30 shirts. So the fact that some of these people don't buy their own shirts, it's, it's stupid. Like you're a walking billboard for yourself. So like have pride in your stuff. If your stuff isn't good enough to put on a shirt, why would you expect other people to buy it? You know? So yeah, yeah, I do that. I've got a closet full of my shirts. It sounds shitty because I know some artists are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, oh, it's weird to put. No, do it. Like if you're proud of your stuff, do it. So. Oh yeah. I mean, I've probably got 30, 30 or 40 shirts. Um, the part of it too is like, especially when you're starting out, like understanding how the colors actually look on the shirt um, versus how they look on the screen, like all that stuff. It's, it's really important because it makes a difference. Um, especially for the end, you know, the end user when they're going to leave you a good review, which really matters in your sales. Like you want to make sure the shirt looks as close as possible to what they're actually seeing on the screen. Um, but I really like what you're talking about there too. Like talk to people, right? Like it's a novel concept for a lot of, a lot of our audience, I think. Um, but 
when people are struggling for sales, like it makes such a big difference when you can actually just go out there and talk to people and sell your stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And that comes from my retail background. Like I'm just used to talking to people in, in a, especially a store environment, like just go up and have a conversation. It doesn't matter. And yeah, I'd promote yourself while you're out, you know? You're, you're trying to spend all this time on, you know, Instagram or Twitter promoting yourself, but you're out like in the real world where you can actually make an impact and, and make a, an impression on people. So why not use that time wisely, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Amy and uh, Fernando said that you're an amazing artist. Thanks, Amy and Fernando. I love you guys. <laughs> Show some love, man. Explain we'll your cupcake hoodie. I don't yeah. want to explain my cupcake hoodie. I don't want no, that, that was an area of contention in the uh, uh, trademark watchdogs group was uh, one of the uh, the uh, trademarks that were filed was the guy that owns this company. Um, so I got into it <laughs> on stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, no, John, Johnny Cupcakes. Yeah, I vaguely remember don't know him, Look him up. He's he's awesome. Um, yeah, he's, he's killing it, man. He... Uh, Apple has him uh, out to their campus to do talks. And if you want to see somebody that's doing it right, like as far as branding and just making uh, a brand that like sticks and resonates with people like Johnny Cupcakes is absolutely killing it. And he's got a bunch of uh, people that he works with. I mean, he's got uh, licenses with like Hello Kitty and Marvel and he does some crazy shit. So definitely check him out. All right. You said, uh, kind of my favorite word or my, my word of the moment brand. Um, do you see yourself doing something like that? You know, trying to build your own brand with your own style branding. Yeah. I mean, okay. So branding number one with branding. Okay. I see a lot of people like in the groups that are like, Oh, should I trademark my brand? And you know, blah, blah, blah. It, if you're branding to just brand, like make a brand out of your brand name, don't because nobody fucking cares like Correct. honestly if you're making something you need to make it around what niche or niche or whatever you're doing um if you're making let's say like i'm just looking up bright light so if you're making bright light tees and you're you're just putting bright light tees and like doing like a logo and then you're expecting people to buy your tees they're not going to do it it has nothing that resonates with them and Honestly, like merch is a numbers game. So the amount of time that it's going to take you to go on social media, the amount of money it's going to take you to advertise, to create a brand identity that resonates with people, you could be taking all that time, all that money, all that effort into actually making more shirts. It's going to make you more money because at the end of the day, once that's done, like your, your brand that you're making that doesn't actually pertain to any interests of anybody is not going to be anywhere. So right. Um, that, that's my thing. Like I, I use pretty much like two to three different brands mm -hmm. across, uh, merch. So with my stuff, I've got two to three different styles that I use. I've got my cartoon based, more like illustration style. I've got what I call like more like the hot topic, uh, like band t-shirt designs. Um, I think you guys saw that. That was like my skull. Yeah. thing that I posted the other day with the wings. Um, so I've got that. And then I keep another brand for pretty much just like the, the throwaways. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of my idea is if, if you've got a certain brand that people look at and they know, okay, this is X brand and can look at it and identify um, that's when you need to brand. Uh, so if you're going and you're hiring illustrators, try to get an illustrator that, you can work with solely that's going to make all your stuff. So when people see your stuff on merch, if they see your stuff on Redbubble or whatever, and you make a brand around that, once they see that brand, they know what it's going to look like. Um, a good, uh, I guess, example of that is, is it Leak or Lick? Yeah. Okay. Like there, you see their stuff on merch, you know, like you see it and you know, okay, that's, that's Leak. Like, you know. Uh, if you're working with like multiple illustrators and you're putting it under one brand, it, it might kind of get messy. So try to work with one illustrator. If you can't, if you can work with multiple, see if they can do something similar to where you start building like a brand recognition and brand identity. Uh, and that's why like with mine, I don't put them all under one because I work in those different styles. And I know like people that like A aren't necessarily going to like B, 
even though I'm doing all of them, there's no reason to group them together. So keep them separate. Right. Yeah, my question was more on the, not necessarily on Amazon, because um, personally, I feel like it's really difficult to brand on Amazon. Like, it's just really hard to take advantage of all the things with brand. Uh, more about off of Amazon, right? Like, do you see yourself trying to do something in a particular style or particular niche where you would actually want to build a brand? Um, to be honest, no. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's difficult. There's so many people that that are trying to do it right now and you know it's it's almost like winning the lottery like it's like one in however many um to where i know a lot of people that, that have huge followings on like instagram and stuff like that that don't even do the brand type thing um to where i, I don't think it's worth the time unless you've got like some killer idea that you know is going to catch on and then like really how do you know it's going to catch on it, it's just like I said, buying a lottery ticket and hoping that it works. Um, I kind of like the, the the current model that I'm going with and and just doing what I'm doing now. Uh, you know, trying to make a brand like that is such like a crapshoot. So it's uh, it's crazy right now because um, there's like a lot of people with big followings on Instagram and they don't know what they have. Um, like they're still stuck. Like I like I know a, a few people that have over over a hundred k in following, and then just like can you get my a shirt a shout out? And they're like, yeah, it costs like 60 bucks. I was like, dude, I would be charging like a thousand dollars for this right here for a shout out like this. Um, but a lot of people don't understand it and they don't know how to monetize like, and like turn it into a brand. So like when you have like a, like a following like that, it's very, very powerful. And a lot of people don't understand it. They just have to promote it more. Um, I think honestly with illustration, like with your design work and stuff like that, you have a very unique style and a lot of people like show appreciation to that so like i think for this is what i'm getting you're very unique and you can create a bank a brand where no one can be, compete with you that's my personal opinion when it comes Thanks, to stuff man. like that man so i appreciate uh, it. maybe it's something i should look into because <laughs> no no but honestly, I'm just, like there's no competition you know what i mean it's like yeah. And no competition with you. Like, like I can't compete with you because I, I can't. I fucking suck at designing. You know, <laughs> you know I mean? And that's the truth. It's like, but I have the idea. The idea is there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, too. Uh, let me talk to him after this show. I can uh, probably get you talking with that leak or whatever that design, the brand that you said. Yeah. Um. You guys can kind of like. I'm pretty sure you guys will kind of have some interesting conversation together. So. I can kind of I like like honestly I like how whoever it is I like how they're doing stuff man like uh just the uh the way that it's targeted with the brand names that's why I always I always use a brand name and I I kind of use the the same philosophy that they're using is uh I know you know one of the other huge one is you know Triple G Mavs mm -hmm. but when you click on their you know the brand name like it brings up like 90 million results so mm -hmm. when somebody's like, Oh, I like that shirt and click on the brand name. Like there's no way that they're going to find another shirt like without digging that they're going to like. So, uh, like the way leak does it, you know, making the brand name leak unicorn or leak dinosaur leak Thanksgiving, you know, it's cool. Cause it's still under the leak brand, but if somebody's searching for a dinosaur shirt, then they can click on that brand and they're going to find all the dinosaur shirts from that, that same brand if they like the style. And that's the same thing like I was talking about, like all this, the results that come up are all that style. So, yeah, um, there's a lot, a lot of this stuff is like I see it on Facebook and it's like targeting me. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> I was like this, the people that are still in stuff like don't even care not even caring either. You know what I mean? That's the messed up part about it. So that's a, that's another thing though too. Like as an illustrator, like how do you feel? How do you feel when someone copies her? This is a very interesting topic right here. How do you feel when someone copies your stuff pixel for pixel? How do you feel? Oh man, it pisses me off more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, the pixel for pixel stuff sucks, and I I don't know. I I'm thinking like the the small change stuff sucks even more. Like really, you're just gonna like change a color and think that's cool? Like at least the the pixel for pixel stuff I, I assume those people know like yeah i'm just a straight up thief but maybe the other people think oh well, i did work on this so you know it's like fuck you no you didn't do work like i did the work you just changed the color changed the hue in illustrator or photoshop so yeah it, it's pretty disheartening but then again too at the same time like it's kind of cool sending that infringement report and knowing <laughs> that they wake up to that shit in their email it's like yeah <laughs> so 
It's always that a good makes feeling. me happy. Yeah, yeah that it's makes a good me feeling happy. when you get the uh, the return email too that we've pulled down. You know, this, 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 and this. Yeah, I have not gotten any of the follow up emails like asking. You know, from the uh, the culprit, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, can we? I've never got uh, those either. I, I see that in the groups, and I, I want yeah. one so bad. Like, I have <laughs> like a whole like prepared speech that I'm gonna send through that I just need to copy and paste. But yeah, I haven't gotten one yet. And like I said, that one design I sent like 30 out in two weeks. So right. Yeah, because like once you get that that like that trending design going, um, you get, like here comes everybody. Like uh, but a lot of people um. Uh, <clears throat> Like as soon as you get that one design that's taken off, like you got, you know, you already have the competition coming already. Um, so as far as like pricing wise, what's your strategy on that? What's your input on that? So I know that was like a hot button in the groups the other day when somebody posted shit. <laughs> so I, I do it a little bit different um, just because like I said, I do so much other stuff besides merch that I don't have like a huge amount of time to focus like strictly and, and watch all, you know, the sales and the graphs and stuff. So what I do is, my pricing strategy is this. It seems very basic, but it helps me. I start everything out at $14.99. Um, as soon as it sells once at $14.99, I bump it up to $16.99. And then once it sells at $16.99, I'll bump it up to wherever after that. So just as I'm going down through my list uh, under my manage tab, if it's at $14.99, I know it's never sold before. If it's at six or sixteen ninety nine, I know it's sold once, and if it's higher than that, I know it's sold more than once, and that's basically it. So it just helps me going through that I can visualize instead of like going through and, and clicking on each one and checking a BSR to see if it has one or doesn't have one. I know exactly where it's at if it's sold once, twice, or more than twice. Uh, you know, I, I know I should probably like try some of them, leaving them lower for longer to see if I get more sales, get a higher BSR and stuff like that. But, you know, where I'm at, it's just so much easier and I can visually look and know exactly where I'm at with each design. Okay. Yeah, I've been noticing that too, man. Like um, I have an illustrator that's on my team and um, he has some really good like artwork and stuff like that. Um, but like, like still like my number one design is just like a basic text design. I'm just like, dude, this design is badass. And People buy it, but it's like the basic text design just sells more. Too. It's very, I don't, I'm not even sure how to even say it. <laughs> when uh, when you're doing your illustrations, um, do you find yourself targeting like kids' designs more? Is it kind of a mix? Um, yeah, illustration wise, uh, especially under one brand, it's more kids' designs. Um, it's more that cartoony. Right. You know, stuff like that. Uh, some of the other cartoony designs, I've like gone into the whole like drug weed thing with that right. just because those, you know, seem to sell too. So, uh, and that's one of the things too that I was going to talk about. Like, honestly, like building a brand, um, one of the important things that, that I know is like if, if you've got a brand that, that's based around a certain style and stuff like that, like keep the drug stuff out of that brand, make a separate right. one for that. Uh, any like profanity, keep that in a separate brand. And same thing with political stuff, like keep that all in a separate brand, like really just develop that brand identity to where like, if, if you're doing all that stuff, keep it out. So even though like most of my stuff is more, like kids geared with the the cartoons doing the drugs thing does not go under that main brand at all because yeah. you don't want somebody clicking through that and they're looking for you know like a whatever like hot rod like caricature cartoon car design and all of a sudden they see a, a big pot plant next to it they're gonna be like what <laughs> i'm not buying this uh, yeah. sure. uh that's what uh, we we're actually me and uh well matt has a brand uh, a weed brand, and uh, we've been testing. <laughs> I've been waiting for him to add some stuff on there. Me and him have been having fun. I was like, "Look at dude, maybe I just I'll create a brand underneath, like one of your brands, or you know what I mean, create a separate brand together, and uh, we'll create like weed designs." So we've been uh, messing with that a little bit. So it's pretty cool. I'll throw some. I'll throw some stuff up there. I actually haven't. I've yet to design a single shirt for any of the weed stuff. I did a couple of the cursing ones just because it was fun to actually, you know, send some fuck shirts through. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I haven't done anything with weed yet. Yeah. I've got a couple up. I didn't go crazy with it, but I, w I went more crazy with the Fox shirts. Yeah. yeah. You guys have any questions? Let's see if we can get some good questions in here. Um, you know, 
I definitely think that you guys should be asking questions about design, illustration, like, you know, he's a trained graphic designer. So if you have like design questions, it'd be a great spot to ask too. I think it's something that we don't talk about enough here on the show actually is, you know, the, all of the stuff that goes into what a good design means. Yeah. One of the things, honestly, if you guys are going to hire designers, number one, I know everybody said, you know, I know RJ doesn't believe in this, but you've got to pay. So, uh, you're going to get quality for what you pay for. But honestly, if you're going to pay for designs, make sure it's something that you can scale. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I talk about this to my clients too, that they come in and if you're going to spend the money, don't spend the money on something that's going to go on one shirt and that's it. Like, honestly, it's a waste of money. So do something that, that you're going to be able to use across different designs, different niches or whatever. Uh, that's the best use of your money that you can spend um and then also too if if you're going to scale stuff back to the whole like trying to get one illustrator or two illustrators that look the same so if you're going to let's say you're going to pay an illustrator for uh, a design of a dinosaur and you're going to turn that dinosaur into like a thanksgiving dinosaur and then like a birthday dinosaur and then a christmas dinosaur instead of saying okay well i paid for this dinosaur now i'm going to go on pixabay and get some clip art of some santa hats yeah. That shit's not going to match up once you put this onto this. So pay the designer extra. Just have them do a sheet of like a Santa hat, a pilgrim hat, you know, a, a party hat, all that stuff. So it's all in the same style. Don't pay them extra to do, you know, a design with that on there. Just pay extra for the design sheet of all those extras that you're going to add in. And then do the legwork yourself, man. Like open up GIMP, open up Photoshop, whatever, and, and you know, drop those elements in. But just make sure that they match up like the same style because yeah. you can see that when you're looking at it even somebody that's not a graphic designer can see like oh that shit doesn't look the same like this yeah. doesn't look like this and it looks like garbage when you do that so um do that and then like i said just scale stuff um so like i think one example earlier this year i think uh around like summertime there was the uh one of the shirts that was getting a lot of sales was the the like barbecue pig shirt like uh what was it like rub my butt pull mm -hmm. my pork or something like that so case in point like you could say okay i want to do this and you could pay an illustrator to do like you know a, a pig design on four legs with the text around it and you spend whatever to do that design you got the design done you throw it up in a sea of thousands or whatever instead take that same idea have the pig a cartoon have it holding a sign in its hand like a wooden sign with a pole it's holding and then don't have the illustrator do anything to the sign. Just leave it blank. And then you can put the, uh, you know, rub my butt, pull my pork on that sign. You can put friends, not food. So you got a vegan shirt. You got a barbecue shirt. Then you can put, you know, eat turkey. You got a Thanksgiving shirt. You can do so much more with that one design. So if you're going to spend the money, make sure that it's getting you like 10, 15, 30, 40, 50 shirts out of that one design. For sure. Yeah, that's that's really great advice. Like that's... Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely one of the things, especially with like a high-end uh, illustration. You definitely want to be able to use it more than once. Um, I love the I love the tip on the the having them design other assets too, because that drives me nuts. Like I see it all the time. Like somebody has a really really hot illustration and they just throw like a cheap Santa hat on top of it. Yeah, you guys. Uh, yeah, BJ's over here telling all my secrets. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can tell like he's a creative. Like by him doing saying that right there, you can tell by like his creativity by like by thinking like outside the box. A lot of people don't even think about that. They think that we're spending twenty dollars or thirty dollars on a design and and like like overthinking it. Like just make it mm -hmm. very detailed and basic. Detailed and basic. You know what I mean? And if that makes sense. But yeah, that's yeah. the thing too that I had to learn. Like basic is better in merch. Mm -hmm. Um. I know a lot of people talk about like designing for the thumbnail, but like, it's so true. I've done some killer designs that look like trash in the thumbnail and yeah. they don't sell. So like the simpler, uh, not really the simpler, but honestly, the simpler design, the better, uh, instead of going and like putting a ton of detail, that's just going to get kind of just jumbled and garbage together on that thumbnail. Like try to make it simple, try to make it stand out. Um, because, when people are shopping, especially on mobile, like that's what they see and that's what they go with. We're not, uh, you know, using some site to where there's huge thumbnails. It's it's up to Amazon what they do, and we know they're small thumbnails, so use that size. 
Right. Um, I'm pretty sure I know your answer to this already, but uh, what do you consider like the best tool to do hand lettering? You're pretty much doing all that on the, the iPad, right? Yeah, I do that all on the iPad on Procreate. Um, Procreate's cool too because they've got uh, like with hand lettering, especially uh, there's a, a canvas option. I'm trying to see. Let me pull up my iPad here. Um, if you go to canvas options and uh, trying to think what it's actually called a uh, drawing guide, you can actually lay out like a grid mm-hmm. on top of, which really works good for hand lettering. Uh, so that's fantastic. And the, the strokes and like the pressure sensitivity and everything with procreate, like you can get some awesome like tapers and the, the new update on, on there too. They just added in like even more fine tuning on tapers. So. Um, okay, so for uh, for cartoon illustration, what's the best book or best best course you suggest? Cartoon illustration. Um, what do you watch? What do you watch? There's a few different ones. Uh, let me let me pull up some here. Oops. If you're looking for an idea for a YouTube video, that'd probably be a good one for your channel yeah. too. You'd probably kill it. Y'all know you that that video will probably gets so many views, man. I know one of the big like cartoon illustrators is that's that's huge on YouTube as uh, Jazza. Um, that's all the clients in my studio. They watch him. Um, for other illustrations, Will Terry is another good one. He does a lot of uh, book illustrations. He actually has a course that he formed with these other artists. I'm trying to think of the name. I'm gonna look it up here. Um, they actually have like a whole website. It's not on Udemy. It's like their own website and have like a monthly fee for like, I think it's like 15 bucks. You can access everything. Um, the society of visual storytelling. It's pretty fantastic, but yeah, you can buy the the individual classes or else you can do a, a thing, you know, for one month it's svslearn.com. Uh, their stuff is pretty awesome. They've got some really good ones. And then, of course, you can go to my YouTube channel and yep. do some more stuff. <laughs> For sure. And, um, there's, what other platforms do you upload besides merch? Um, I know you answered that a little bit earlier. but I do. I've got some on Redbubble, some on TeePublic. Um, Etsy, I've only got <laughs> I've got one design on Etsy. <laughs> That's it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, here's an interesting question. I think it's a good one too. Um, how do you manage your assets? Like the vectors you reuse, like um, your PSDs, all of that stuff. Like, do you have a system to keep things organized? Cause this is something that we have thousands of assets and trying to keep all that stuff organized so I can find it when I need it is a little bit of a pain in the ass. Sounds like a headache. <laughs> yeah. Um, I use, I've got, they've got a new, uh, a file system on, on procreate. I use that. Uh, to keep stuff locally, but then I also use uh, Google Drive for everything and make separate folders. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I barely learned about Google Drive, um, where I can just search for my like design. Like I searched from designs for like years ago, and I find them because I type it in, and it's like the file name or how we put it. And I was like, dude, how come I wasn't doing this? Like, yeah, that's a, that that's something uh, that especially like this is true both for for AMS and for like graphic design, right? Have a naming convention, have a way that's consistent across the board for how you name your designs and how you name like your campaigns in AMS. Because when you start building up a lot of campaigns in AMS in the dashboard, it becomes a pain in the ass if you don't have that convention to be able to figure out like what this campaign actually applies to. And when you have a thousand campaigns, you can't go through and click through the dashboard and click again to get to the design to figure out what the actual ad is. so the same thing with like when you're trying to find something, make sure that you know, like have a rough idea how you name things so you can find it. Yeah, that's a, that's a very big thing too is like just take the time to actually put like name it, like name it correctly. Um, so uh, with uh, Procreate, do you use, do you create logos? Uh, Procreate is okay for doing logos. Everything's hand drawn. Um, it's, it's hard to do logos in Procreate to be honest. Um, there's other ones that are better. Uh, the new affinity is better because it's got vectors in there. Uh, the one before that I used was graphic, which mm-hmm. was a, a vector based kind of like illustrator ripoff. Um, those are the best for the iPad. I wouldn't really recommend procreate for logos unless you're going for that, like legit hand drawn. But I mean, procreate the, the big downfall with procreate right now, it is, it does not have text options. So right there, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You can't do shit with text. So right. you've got to use another program, and then you've got to go in and use that 
basically rasterized image and put it wherever you need it. So uh, once it goes on Procreate, you got to have everything lined up. You you don't have you know any options to to do a curve to it or anything else. They've added warp uh, tools and stuff like that, but it's not the same. Right. So I would not I would not recommend Procreate for for logo design. Um. Okay. Now. Okay. Here, if you don't have to answer this question, how much do you charge for freelance work? Like, how do you charge? It depends on the design. Um, I know some people are like, oh man, I can't pay $30 a design. That's crazy. I charge more than 30 a design. <laughs> so it, it just honestly depends. I mean, I might do a design for 30 if it's something simple, but most of my de like design ranges, it's starts like 60 to 80 and goes up from there. I mean, you know, some of my stuff ranges up to like three, four 500 bucks, depending on the design. So, mm -hmm. um, it just, it just depends on the length of this, the design, how long it takes. Uh, like I said, uh, it was funny in the, the comments cause I know Fernando watches my YouTube channel and I post a lot of stuff on there and I posted that, that skull design. He's like, Oh, you got, did you make a YouTube video of this? I'm like, dude, that's like an eight to 10 hour design. Like I couldn't make a YouTube video doing that. So, you know, something like that, like, you know, people see a design and don't know what goes into it, but you know, design like that, like eight to 10 hours, you know, it's going to be a pricey yeah. design. That's like a full day of work. So yep. I'll be, uh, I'll be sharing some of your stuff in the group too. As soon as you start, uh, well, I've seen that you, uh, I haven't watched your last video. It feels like a week ago. I'll watch it and then I'll start sharing your stuff in the group too, as well. Cool. So, I appreciate I, it. I love, I love seeing stuff. Like I love, love seeing people's creativity, man. That shit's badass. Like on a whole nother level. Like you kind of, <laughs> What, what was this person thinking about when they made the dis this design? That's like, that's what goes yeah. through my mind. So I mean, that's a that's that's the thing too, and that this is where like YouTube comes in handy, right? Like, just dig deep and just start watching stuff, and you'll be amazed like what you pick up. Like, just go down the fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, like like you look, honestly, like sometimes like you look at a design, it's like does this person just walk outside and like see like a random ass tree and then start sketching away? Like, what is this person thinking about? You know, so. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a whole nother level of like when you guys come like when it comes to illustration for sure. Yeah. What are uh, supposed to fix your logo? <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are some common mistakes that you see design wise, like with people's merch t shirts? Um honestly, and it's one of the ones that, that I see like designs that I do for people is if if you do a design and you pay for a design, um be sure you can do the text to go with the design. Right. So even though I say scale and, and, and know how to scale, and if you're going to pay for something, get your use out of it. Like if you have an awesome design and you do some shit ass text work with it, like it's going to look horrible. So I, I've seen that happen with clients. They're like, Oh, I just want the image. You know, I, I can do the text. And then they send you like, Oh, check it out. Isn't that awesome? And you're like, no, like <laughs> it looks like garbage. So um, that's one thing I see like is people using, text really poorly um mm -hmm. and and not understanding just the basics of typography uh if you need to learn about ty typography you know young's got the the typography book you can buy. <laughs> but like learning about kerning and learning about you know like placement and positive negative space like it, it means so much and and just getting everything placed together that's that's the biggest thing that and colors uh not understanding how uh like you said like things look on the different shirts. I see a lot of people making bad choices with that. Um, Do you use color wheel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, that's something my wife uses it all the time. Um, it, it's definitely something I think people should invest in because it's not expensive and literally like, can you explain what a color wheel, color wheel, color wheel is for the audience? Yeah, basically. I mean, it's just got, it's got your primary colors and how they, they go together. And, uh, complementary color. I mean, if you, if you take one side of the color wheel and go directly across that that's the the contrasting color to where if you need something butted up against it's going to pop that's the way to do it um and just finding those contrasting colors that are going to work and and what's going to stand out like in a design uh there's also i was going to post this in the groups the other day let me pull this up if i can find it real quick uh there's a really cool uh thing a website that you can go to that actually has a bunch of color combinations on it. It's totally free too. Nice. Um, if I can find it here. Yeah. I found it actually just browsing through YouTube. Uh, and this is one of the guys like pet projects that he does. Um, um, but anyway, keep talking. I'll look for it and see, no, see what I can find. Amber, um, I want to put his, uh, 
put BJ's uh, YouTube channel down below in the description right after this show. Right after I end it, I'm going to go and edit it and put it in the description down below. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Arnie's had some problems tonight with his computer. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, that's uh, that's another thing, though, too, BJ. Um, leveraging, like, uh, I've been talking about, uh, like, in the community about us leveraging each other to help each other be more successful. Um, it's a very big thing with me right now for the last uh, – this year I've been learning a lot about that, about just collabing with others, just making our life so much easier by helping each other to scale onto that next level. Because sometimes we get stuck. You know what I mean? We get stuck at that certain level where we know that we should be like three times above that level so we can help each other. I've been talking to Chris Green about that too as well. Um, and I'm just like, dude. And he's like, I totally agree with you. So um, that's that's a big thing. So as soon as you start posting more content and stuff like that, I'm going to – I'm going to share your stuff a lot more and uh, just we can all help each other to grow. Big thing. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to see somebody else succeed? You know, like give back and. and well, I just think it's that whole growth mindset, too. Right. Like it yeah. just because I'm succeeding doesn't mean somebody else can't succeed, too. And, you know, right. I'd much rather have an expert talk about things like design and, and illustrations and those kind of things. Cause while I have my own ideas, like I'm completely and totally self-taught. I know what I like, but that doesn't mean that necessarily like there's a background and I can explain why it works or it doesn't work. Yeah. All right. So I finally found that it's called colorhunt.co. It's almost done like a, uh, almost like a, like social media type of thing to where there's color palettes on there. And then you can actually heart, different color palettes so they've got like new ones like the top favorited ones and stuff yeah. like that but it gives you like a row of like four to five colors that are complimentary that go together that look good on designs but colorhunt.co it's pretty awesome nice okay does uh do you think amazon doing seven days of black friday starting this friday will boost sales do you think that will happen matt uh i don't know i know the black I mean, yeah, it should. You're, it's the biggest thing. It's going to drive traffic to the stores. But I mean, you have a lot of people that are just holding off on spending money because they know that the best deals are going to happen on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Um, yeah. So don't be surprised like if sales kind of slow down a little bit right now. I think we'll Cyber see. Monday was big, right? Cyber Monday last Cyber year was, Monday was huge last year. Black Friday was shit. Yeah, uh, I think I was like, I did over like 170 shirts in one day sold with Cyber Monday. I believe yeah, it was. Cyber it was, it was, was crazy. Cool. My sh my shitty designs were making sales that day, guys. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, Cyber Monday. The the one that I remember though is is our buddy, and he showed his sales numbers. Like we were all talking, we're all excited, we're doing good. He showed his sales sales numbers, like oh, we fucking suck. <laughs> there's always yeah. there's always levels to this game. Like as good as you think you're doing, there's always somebody out there that's crushing it way harder than you are. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. Can't have an ego. Um. um I have a question for you. Um, along with like the color wheel and like contrast and everything else, is there any tools for type or typography um, that you can see like complementary fonts, things that go together? Um, honestly, I don't use any. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just I, it's just more trial and error, right? For what I do, um, that's why I like to if if you're doing type and typography right on a design. Uh, some people are like, oh, like type design that's took you like what a minute to do because you just had to like type it and like no i'll spend like actually tonight uh my wife wanted a shirt uh for her job she does retail too mm -hmm. uh she's a retail manager and they've got you know black friday coming up and she's like i want this on a shirt so i designed the shirt it was just type and i, I took 45 minutes doing it just because i wanted to get you know the right there was basically two sections of text i wanted to get the right text up here that went with the text down here and it was just trial and error seeing you know what looked good so you know just because it's a simple you know type shirt doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to take five minutes spend oh, yeah, for time sure. to, to make sure and yeah i don't know if, if somebody in the comments knows of some place that's good for that but yeah like yeah. i said with me it's just it's just trial and error of going back and forth so it's definitely one of like so when you're when you're buying premium fonts like sometimes you can find fonts that come like bundled together so they'll have like right. a complimentary font that comes with it that's always nice to have um it just makes everything just much more seamless when you're when you're doing the layouts and stuff but yeah um we're gonna come we're to an end right now guys so if you guys have any other questions any more questions then let's go eat some pizza that's yeah, crazy. You? you guys are in California. I'm in Ohio, so it's like a quarter after ten here right now. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I've already done the dinner thing. <laughs> wow. You said you said you said the wrong word. Eric Wood is going to be bothering you like crazy now that he finds out somebody else is from Ohio. I I saw you saying something about like uh I, Ohio doesn't so I had to look him up. So he's from what Canton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm from uh Finley, which is like about 45 minutes south of Toledo. So I think I'm about like what maybe an hour and a half, two hours away from him. Yeah. Like yeah, tomorrow's his birthday. So Eric Wood. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, Eric. <laughs> I was looking at his shit because I was like, where's he at? Dude, he's being quiet today. I know. I, I, I won't talk shit to you tomorrow. He saw uh, in the morning, he, he wrote me at like at 6 o'clock in the morning because I've been waking up to go to the gym early that morning. Early in the morning, and uh, he's like, go back to bed. He's like, you're never going to beat me. <laughs> Just talking shit. Uh, Eric pisses people off, but I like him. Yeah, 3C talk- on the road. I'm in Cincy right now. Who's 3C? That is Teresa Ontiveros on Facebook. She's pretty cool. She's very supportive. Real yeah, Chris, I was Chris close the other day. I was down in Dayton. Uh, all right. I think that's it, guys. Uh, good show. Thank, Thank you for coming on, BJ. I appreciate it. Cool, man. I appreciate you guys having me. For sure. Um, send RJ a link to, to um, do you have a website for like your freelance work? Yeah, my freelance work is just uh, bjdell.com, B-E-E-J-A-Y-D-E-L.com, but I'll send a link to them. So. I, have, I, have it all. I have it all. That's how I found your YouTube channel. I was like, right, Yeah, it's got links to everything. I get, yeah, I put Perfect. my YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram, all that stuff. So Nice. Okay. So, Sounds good. If you guys do me a favor, too, uh, thank you guys for watching. If you guys do me a favor, go ahead and uh, subscribe to BJ's uh, YouTube channel. Really appreciate yep. that. It means a lot. And um, you guys have a good night. Thank you for watching. Thanks, guys. Thanks.